Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it's Peggy Amanisi, your host of Sanja Love on Senda. We have a live show every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but the show is also worldwide and available on Skype. We're calling in at 1-347-838-9201. I have a question for you all. Do you believe when we die that we cease to exist? Do you believe that heaven is for real? Do you believe that our loved ones are always around us? Do you get signs like pennies or feathers? or butterflies, or rainbows. There's so many ways that our loved ones come through, and my show sets out to show you. Uh, We have many intuitive meetings on the show, and special guests, and we give readings, and hopefully bringing your loved ones through. So stay tuned for our guest tonight. Thank you. Good evening. This is Peggy Amanisi once again. Tonight we have special guests that will be joining us shortly. Um, Connie may be without Martin. We're not sure yet. But anyhow, their names are Connie and Martin Jordan. Connie is the author of two books. So these two dead guys walk into a bar. A very funny but educational account of her life living with a professional medium in God's waiting room. Where else? Florida. (laughs) Her second book, No Regrets, a brutally honest account of the journey that she and her husband Martin took with their wonderful son Andrew. Andrew. 
though his leukemia or through his leukemia diagnosis and his passing. She has also studied with Doreen Virtue, Ph.D., and was a member of her course staff for two years, staffing Doreen's angel therapy uh, practitioner courses. She's also studied with medium James Van Prague. Connie works with clients who are stuck in the grieving process who can't seem to move forward. She's also a stand-up comedian, trained at the McCurdy's Humor Institute in Florida, and uses this training to help people move through their grief using humor. So they can do this with higher vibration, lifting the heaviness of grief, so they can feel good about their life again. She has performed her metaphysical comedy show around the U.S. and the U.K. What is a medical... A me, yeah, okay, let me learn to talk again. What is a metal, metaphysical comedy show? It means Connie's husband, Martin, sees dead people, and she makes fun of them. Mix in some parodies by Martin, and you have a fun-filled hour of laughs and just may learn something, too. Connie was gently nudged, okay, maybe more like pushed or shoved by her son, Andrew, to write a new comedy act called Good Grief, turning devastation into celebration, which is about the journey of losing her son. You wouldn't think you could write a comedy act about losing a child, but yet she has. Upon having some mad comedy writing skills, she blames credits her real-life ghostwriter, her son, Andrew, for this. Even though through the worst devastation a parent can go through, Connie and Martin were able to find humor through it all. And in that, they found the healing can begin. Her next book about healing grief will also be called Good Grief, Turning Devastation into Celebration. And that's what we're going to do on the show tonight. Connie also offers Soul Plan readings, which is based on your birth name. It gives you a peek into what the heck you signed up for in this lifetime. And I cleaned it up a little bit. And uh, what were you thinking when you signed in that dotted line before incarnating to this planet? And we're going to go down a little bit about Martin. Martin is a psychic medium, hypnotherapist, past life regressionist, life coach, and singer-songwriter. He has studied and worked with Dr. Stephen Farmer, Doreen Virtue, Ph.D., Dominic Flurry, CHTDCH, affiliated with the American Board of Hypnotherapy. He's a renowned hypnotherapist, George Kappas, one-time husband of Florence Henderson, Carol Brady and founder of the Hypnosis Motivational Institute of California. Martin has been practicing and teaching mediumship for many years now and has always been open to the fact that there's an easy way to do things and a hard way to do things. He has approached uh, his life from both perspectives, found that the easiest methods are the best when they work. Connie calls Martin her paranormal overachiever. A little bit about their story. They had a son named Andrew who was diagnosed with leukemia uh, in July of 2007. He ascended in the next stage of this wonderful journey in October of 2007. He was 16 years old. Part of uh, the part of the yeah, I can't say part of they felt that this was no way to, there was no way to recover from something like the physical loss of a child. Yet they did. Their ability to communicate with spirit has helped them connect with Andrew and find out what the next stage of their journey is all about. Andrew's favorite expression was, it's all good. And we find that expression alone helps us to set up a day in a way that maximizes our blessings. Between the two of them, they have put together a unique event whereby they introduce people to the other side and release any fears that you may have about spirit communication. Pure Heart, when their son Andrew passed, the name they used to communicate with him is Pure Heart. This is the name he was given when he passed, so they use the energy of that name in all that they do because every word has a vibration. So that's a little bit about Connie and Martin. Um, I suppose most of you have heard my show before, know about myself. 
uh, lost two, two of my children, Megan Marks, cystic fibrosis at 22 and 28. I'm also an intuitive medium. And because of my gifts, it's made my journey somewhat easier. Um, and um, we want to help other other parents going through this because we're not only just medium, you know, intuitive mediums. We're also parents on this side, grieving parents. And if you hear noise in the background, my neighbors are very loud tonight. So hoping we're not hearing the background here. <laughs> okay. So I see we had some callers on here even before the show started. Uh, Connie's not on yet. Um, she'll be coming on shortly. So let's take a caller and see if you have any questions about what we're doing, okay? Um, I see somebody. What I want to let people know on my chat room tonight, um, my board is down, my own computer. I've been having problems all week. I could be the other side doing it. They like to play with us. Uh, but my board is not, I cannot type on my board. I have to use on-screen board, which I can't do while I'm on the show. So I can see what you're typing, Okay. Um, but, and I can answer questions over the radio if I can get to you on chat room. We have a few callers here, so we usually take caller questions first. Um, so anyhow, um, Lady, uh, Lady J talks, says to tell Connie that Jackie's listening in, and Connie did her soul plan, and it was truly validating, and thank you for telling me you're not hearing anything in the background. Okay, it's all okay. So I'm going to um, go to the radio now, uh, go to the phones, and uh, we have somebody calling in, I think from California, area code 805, last number 6979. Please direct your questions to uh, the other side. You know, we're not really here to give readings about what your job is, where your mate is, unless the other side wants you to know this, but we're here to heal people through grief, okay? Just want to clarify, it's about signs your loved one send us a show. Okay, give me your first name. Let me say hello first. Five second delay. Okay, hold on. Hello. Hi, my name is Donna. Hello. What your name is? What I'm sorry. Donna. Donna. Hi, Donna. And you're from California. Yes, Santa Barbara. Okay. Hi, Donna. Yeah, I kind of knew the area code. How can we help you tonight? Well, you know, I can see my mother once in a while, and I've heard her before, and I see other mm-hmm. people from the other side. But the right. strange thing is, is that I had three dreams with her, and we are celebrating, and we're joyful, and we're so happy. And I wanted to know, does that does he know that maybe something's coming in for me, or that we're going to be celebrating, or what do you think that is? Well, if it's a joyous dream, that's a dream visit. That's usually a message to you, letting them know that you know they're okay. Um, even people that aren't intuitive, um, if they have a dream like that, not a scary one. Scary ones are just thoughts in the mind but dreams like that a dream visit is just basically telling you they're visiting you you know um as far as i can't always pick up on what they're trying to tell you um is there something that you feel that they're trying to communicate uh different or what are your what's your own feeling you're intuitive you said right what are you feeling on that uh yes yeah i don't know i really don't know um mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm just waiting for whatever it be because yeah but they've it's kind of like a mirage. I saw them on the beach, too, and there were, like, three lines of people. And, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. And then then they disappeared. As soon as, with right. all of them, as soon as I put my arm out, they disappear. Really? Yeah, I tell yeah. you, you know, I, I, I've lost many, like I said, I've two children, many, many. I won't go on to the whole list, but many close to me. Actually, today's 21 years I lost my mother. My father, a year before, brother, sister, two nephews. I've lost many. Ah. But I've lost uh, my best friend right before Christmas on the 23rd. 
And she came to another friend of mine who didn't even know her. And that was the first, and, that, and I, it wasn't even in a dream. She came to her and said, I'm at the beach. They like to show themselves at the beach for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I guess showing that there is the same thing over there that there is here. Um, I don't know if they swim, I, you know, until I get there. Even though I'm intuitive, I can't give you all the answers till I get there. But um, you said they felt like they were celebrating. I think they're just showing you. My own feeling is that they're just showing you that um, they're celebrating their the real life, what real life is, which is over there. This is just our plan that we come in with, you know, to learn things, you know. And they're just giving you comfort, I would say. Um, as far as it be, now. You, you have you've been having problem with work. I'm getting a feeling about that. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not working. I'm looking for work. I take care of the elderly, and I have an interview mm-hmm. in the middle of June. So we'll see. Yeah, you're right. Mhm. I, I did that for many years. I owned I owned an elderly care business myself for twenty some years. So I I oh. did that. I was in the same line of work as you. Yep. Yep. Um. Whew, let's see. Is there a um I don't know who I'm getting this from. I'm 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 getting I don't know, it could be somebody in the chat room because when I do the show, you know, I get a lot of people coming at me all at once. So I never know if it's chat room, the person I'm talking to. Sometimes I hit it right on who I'm talking to. But uh, the name Sally is coming through. Does Sally mean anything to you? No. All right, know. anybody with an S name. Okay. Write it down. Right if you're intuitive, you know, write okay. it down. It may mean nothing now. All right. Yeah. I feel you're going to make a connection with someone called Sally, and I feel very strong okay. about that name for for something with work. See if something comes up. If it whatever whatever they're telling me, if you can make a connection with a Sally, that's the job you need to go with. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the lady that just got a hold of me. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to look back. It might be Sally. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Do you, oh. Really? Do you feel it was? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel oh, wow. like an S name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm feeling. So if that's the name, that's the positive um, the positive direction you need to be going in, okay? Do you want to stay in the home care field, or do you want to work more in a um, – what were you doing, um, like in the home or in a nursing home? In the home, in the home, part-time. Now, are you looking for more stable, like in a nursing home, or still doing it in the home? No, 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 just cash, you know, where – yeah, what, working in a home? Working in a home? Yeah, in a home. Private home, yeah. I mean. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, let's see if Sally comes up, because I, that's where I feel that they're telling me for you to go with. Be interesting Thank to find you. out. Call, the, call back into the show and let us know. Oh, I will, definitely. Thank you. Okay. Okay, Donna, thank you. I'm going to put you on hold because I have the board let up here and questions on the okay, chat room, too. And you. Okay, honey, have a good night. I'll put you on hold. You can listen to the show. Maybe something else will come up because okay. uh, she'll be joining us shortly, okay? okay. Uh, thanks, sweetheart. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to take another caller, area code 253, last uh, four numbers, 3193. Hello, caller. What's your name, please? First name? Hi, my name is Holly. Um, I'm up Hi, Holly. Where are you from, Holly? Seattle. You're from Nebraska? No, oh, Seattle, Seattle, Washington? Okay. Yeah. How can I help you, honey? Um, I guess I'll just go with, I'm wondering, like, is my ex going to leave me alone this when he moves out, like, move on? Honey, our our, our show is about signs our loved ones on this if you're grieving. Okay? I kind of, I thought I made that clear. No. Um, I'm sorry? <laughs> My brother just passed, passed away. Oh, your brother just Okay. So you want to know if there's a message from him about your situation that you're in right now? Oh, yeah. That'd be perfect. 
Oh, okay, okay, because that's how we do it. Because some people just call in without grief, and it's, this show is, you know, it's about grief, uh, trying to yeah. heal people. Let me see if I can pick up on him. Um, you have a brother. What do I feel, a cousin? Do you have a cousin on the other side? I feel Not a brother, I I'm a cousin. None of our families spoke to each other. Okay. I don't know why don't know. I'm feeling more like a cousin, cousin, cousin. Hmm. Well, your brother wasn't adopted then, was he? Nobody was my half-brother. Oh, maybe that's why I'm getting that. I wasn't getting, like, full blood. Hmm, okay. Um. Did he Did he drive a motorcycle, your brother? Oh, yeah. Did he get killed on the motorcycle? No. No. Well, maybe he's just showing me the motorcycle because he drove one. Yeah, hmm. he, he used to race the Claudie. Okay, okay. Um, so you want to know what he feels about your situation with your boyfriend, you said? Ex. Yeah. Ex-boyfriend. Well, is there fear there or is there something? I'm feeling you're kind of leery about this guy. (laughs) That there's something not quite right with him that you're, I mean, safety-wise, am I right? Yeah. Okay. Do you have an order of protection? No, that's not necessary yet. <laughs> yet, okay. Well, well, you must be feeling something. Um, I, th- I was gosh. thinking he's gonna steal my stuff or or damage my stuff, and he stole the key to my car. You know, there's two keys. Yeah, that's just that, honey. That uh, we've been, we've well, not all, but I've been there. <laughs> um, yeah. They start doing stuff like that, they're capable of anything. Just know that. Just be very mm-hmm. careful. That's my message for you. Be very careful of this person. They're they're not what you think they are. All right? Yeah. That's what I'm getting. Who's ever giving with a brother or cousin or I wasn't feeling like, you know, like a brother cousin type of thing, but you said it's your half brother. Um yeah. yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Just just be careful. Because, you know, it starts with, you know, little things and it can go into other okay? Yeah. It's the best I can do right now for you. <laughs> okay, okay. honey. Is Thank there anything you. else you want to ask her? Um, does he have any other messages in in the other area? Um, he's showing me or someone's showing me. I don't even know what's him. I'm not really feeling guy. I'm, I'm sorry? It is my brother cuz he used to race the motorcycle. All right, I just did. Was somebody talking in the background then, or no? I just heard I'm someone in the background. I don't, oh, I don't know who that voice was that came across then. Um, I'll go back to the archives at the end of the show's archive and I'll hear it. Um, I'm feeling the flower lily. Does that mean anything to you? Lilies. You have yeah, lilies have in your yard, like tiger tiger lilies. Yeah, they're growing on my patio. Okay, well, that's just him showing you or whoever I'm connecting with showing you that they're around. They know that. They see that, okay? Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't have much to give you. I'm not getting much from there, so I'm just, you know, I just feel that this guy around you is not what you think. Yeah. Okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, sweetheart, I'll put you back on hold. Okay, hold on. Okay, thank you. I don't know. Um, anybody else in the chat room? Did you hear the noise in the background, or is it just me? Because when I go back to the archives, I did hear like somebody talking in the background. I don't know who it was. 
But anyhow, um, if you want to talk to us on the show tonight, um, you have to hit the number one button to get into the queue because I have callers on the line right now. It's just showing me that you want to listen to the show and not talk. So um, I see somebody is typing in the chat room. Let's see. I hear someone coming through almost thought it sounded like Martin. Oh, really? Oh. I don't know. I just heard a voice in the background, so I didn't pick up on another line. So whoever it is, I don't know. Um, let me go. There's another caller, area code, uh, let's see, uh, who's first here? 845-4018. I think I know who this is. Hold on a second. Hello, is this Betty? Hey, hi. Hi, Betty. Hi, I, how are you? I heard I what? heard the voice, too. I it was like a guy's too. voice, right? I, I, I couldn't really tell, but I, I did mm-hmm. definitely hear the voice, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of strange. I don't know who the heck it was because I have like a, there's a lot of I don't know what's going outside my house too right now, but there's a lot of hooting and hollering over there. So, really? uh, so I'm hoping the yeah, nothing new down here. Um, yeah, but so I'm hoping people not hearing the background noise here. But that was across the phone, so I don't know what the heck's going on there. You know? No, it didn't sound like it was from your place. It sounded like it. No, no, no. It was definitely place. no. That I heard in the phone. That yeah. was that was in the yeah. phone. That was on the phone. Yep. So, um, what did you get any feeling? Because you know, name. Betty's Betty. Huh? Oh, go on, go on. No, Betty. Betty and I have been friends for many years, but she's also intuitive, and uh, sometimes she picks up on things too. So, what kind of feeling did you get when I was talking to that last person? I, I don't know if it was Donna or Holly, <coughs> but I was getting the name Joe or Johnny. John. Oh, really? Joe. Well, I don't know if she's still listening. Maybe that means something for her. Maybe that was the brother that died or whatever, but I I saw the lilies. Yeah. Yeah, I've had another tough day here. I don't know why, but uh, the computer, I cannot type on my computer. I can only type doing the keyboard, the typing on screens, and I can't do it while I'm on the show. So I tell people, whoever's logged in on the, the chat room, I can answer your questions if you hear me over the phone. But I can't yeah. really type while this is going on tonight. So I always uh, seem to have problems when my show comes on. I don't know what the heck goes uh, on with this. So it's who, annoying. Who's your, but I, who's your huh? co-host tonight? Did oh, no, know? I have a, a comment. Well, actually, a husband and wife, uh, they lost a son. Like I, uh, I guess you didn't hear the description. Um, Connie and, and uh, Martin Jordan, their name is. Um, and yeah. they're, they're in Florida, and they lost a son, but they're also a comedy team and psychics. And Martin's actually in Ireland Ireland now, um, going through some treatments for his own illness. So he was going to try to join us tonight. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it, but Connie's supposed to be on shortly. I'm waiting for her to call in. She had something else to do right before the show, but she'll be calling in and telling us about them and readings. And tonight we're going to be doing something different, like more uplifting, like to help people yeah. through the grief. That's really what I try to do is to let them know, yeah. you know, that their I loved know. ones are fine on the other side instead of being all depressed all the time. You know, I'll tell we, you, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel that, you know, better. You know, first you have the grief and and, and then you realize they're happy. They're yeah. happy. Yep. Yep. It's got to be better than here. <laughs> Anything's got to be better than here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 
especially after my barbecue. We we had a little barbecue here. The other day. We're not talking about it on the radio. Peggy was uh, no, bad. Peggy showed her human side. <laughs> I had fun. I had fun. Don't remember the last half an hour, but we had fun. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. We had a good time. But um, I don't know, Betty. So so you you agree with like you know we, we're talking about grief and. Yeah, and yeah. you know what the thing is, you, you don't you don't ever get over it because we are human. You know what I mean? But doesn't yeah. mean a lot of people I think don't realize that you do go on. You still live. Yeah. You're still gonna have barbecues yeah. and have yeah. fun and go out and dance or if you can or not. Wish I could, yeah. but I have MS again. But yeah. you can still do things, you know. And um, that's what I I think tonight's show is gonna be. You know, even more uplifting once uh, Connie comes on because she's gonna explain yeah, how they do it through comedy. You know. And yeah. that's what it's about. That was what the show was about from the get-go, is to uplift people, you know, to give them peace, yeah. you know, not just a. And plus, you know what, give them a place to vent, because especially when you've lost kids, nobody, people are afraid of it, because they're afraid of losing their own when they hear us, you know, oh, yeah, and know. Know. they just, uh, well, Betty's lost, you know, mom and a dad and what have you. I've lost, you know, the two kids and many more, mom and dad too, and mm. um you know, and, you know, they, it all hurts. Of course it all hurts. Kids' grief is a little different from the others, you know. It just ain't supposed to happen yeah. that way. So, but we still try to teach that we still go on to as hard as it is. That's what and I was telling you. Why are we still here? <laughs> we're this, you know. We're because, it, well, I wish you had heard when I read the script about what Connie said, and I say it on a lot of shows, too, because we all come here with a plan. My kids came with a plan to have cystic fibrosis, according to what I'm learning. They came yeah. here to do whatever to teach others, and we're all here to teach others, you know. And yeah. we're going to have our down times. We're going to have our ups and our downs, you know. I still yeah. do, too, just because I do the show and write books and... I still have my bad mm-hmm. days, you know what I'm saying? We, you know you've yeah, seen them. Well, you know, I don't pretend to be anything different than I'm anybody here. else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I try to try to uh, express on my show, that you're not alone with these feelings. You're, you're going to have bad days, and you're going to have good days, though, too. Yeah. And I yeah. see a lot of, you know, I belong to a lot of grieving groups, have my own grieving group, and... Uh, some of uh, some really can't get to the point of any good in their life, and uh, this is the people I'm really trying to reach out to. That you know, yeah, you have to think. You positive. gotta because, yeah. Well, it's not you know, it's not even just thinking positive. It's hard. It's the fact uh, yeah. that you have other people around you too, and you know, and yeah, I try to teach people through the show too about the cliches, and I talk about them. You know, if you've never lost, especially, you know, like a child, please don't offer cliches about it. Don't say yeah. things like, you have other children. Well, uh, my favorite yeah. expression is, yeah, I have two, two other children, but which one of your children would you trade in? Yeah. Come on, no, they were I all never, different. Never, They're all different. I'm, not you, I'm telling the listeners. No, I'm not saying you, I'm saying yeah, the no, listeners I, in I general. Know, I, I know, I never They said just don't get it, I and that just... Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm hearing noise in the background again. I don't know what's going on here with the phone tonight. I just this did is crazy. Too. What the heck? Yeah, this this is whacked, but this is how spirit works. They try to screw with us, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> like my, yeah, I don't know why it's echoing. Uh, You're not on speakerphone, are you? No. Okay. Sometimes when people are on speakerphone, it does that. So no. I don't know. I'm not on speakerphone tonight. My phone is up and running, so I don't know what the heck the noise is. I, you know, sometimes I I go like I said after the show and and you know my all my shows are archived forever, and I go back and I hear things that I kind of heard during the show. I'm like, wow, you know, I have an Oprah wow. moment, you know. 
You and I heard it. Um, Holly. Yeah, people on the the um, chat room heard it too. You know, it sounded actually like when um, the girl was talking, um, not Donna, what was her name? Uh, Holly. Holly. Was it Holly? Yeah. Yeah. When Holly was talking, it sounded like somebody was sitting there right next to her talking with her. Yeah. So I I don't know. Well, when we go back, we'll hear it. You know, we'll figure out what's what, I guess, you know. So anyhow, um, Betty, have you had any experiences lately? We have other people on just listening right now. I do see somebody uh, here. Let me see that may want to talk, but I can't. Uh, like I said, I'm only got my pointer to maneuver my board right now. So, yeah. And guess what? They just whoever wanted to talk just signed off. So they don't want to talk. <laughs> they probably they probably got tired of us yakking away. <laughs> well, you know what? It's a two-hour show, and that's what we do. I mean, we don't do readings always right away. So this is how it works, you know. Um, some shows we just sit here to educate, and others we sit here and do readings of the whole show. And we will be getting to some tonight, I'm sure, with Connie. And, uh, you know, because once the spirit moves you, it moves you, you know. So it tried everything to stop me from the show tonight. I'll tell you that one. It really did. Between the computer and then I'm on the phone with Hewitt Packard again. I and, know. Oh, no, that happened again today. I The other day I had no Internet, and it's like I don't know what's going on. I really don't know. But like I said to listeners, if you want to speak to us, you have to hit the one cue because all I'm seeing is you're listening. So um, have you had any experiences this week? Any spooky experiences? (laughs) No, just like I told you, the stereo going on uh, like 11 something at night. Oh, it's still doing it? it It's still doing it? No, that was the fa- the fax machine copier that I didn't even have. Oh right, in. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Betty actually had after her mother died her um, fax machine come on, and it, it wasn't even plugged on. in. Uh-huh. It I kept going on, and it wasn't even plugged in, so yeah. can't make when this stuff up, pal. <laughs> here, and I kept mm-hmm. hearing this beep, 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 mm-hmm. beep, 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 and I I thought it was in the house somewhere. I didn't know where it was coming from. And yep. one night I was facing that way where the machine was. I, mm-hmm. I saw the light on. It, yep. it was lit up, and it was beeping. I said, oh, the heck And there's no battery. You know what I meant to ask you about? There's no battery. Some of these things, too, you can no. have a battery backup. Wow. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So, we, we, you I, know what? Even though we're intuitive, we we do look for the um, realistic things that of the real world, if you want to call this the real world. <laughs> the real yeah. world's over there. <laughs> you know? It's over there. It's not here. You know, this mm. is the scary world. <laughs> you know, this is the place you should be scared of. If, if you make Cr- it people crack this. me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You'll well, we make it. it through it, then we go there, just like everybody else is going there, you know. A lot of people yeah, don't want to believe that, but we I do. That's what I yeah, think. I think yeah. happily, you know. I, I yeah, of course, mind. of course. Yeah, we just don't cease to exist, you know, and that's what I say in the beginning mm. of my show. It doesn't work that way. You know, people sit in church pews and believe the same thing, you know. But we as intuitives are crazy people, you know. <laughs> a lot of people still think we're crazy. Now my neighbor's yeah. mowing the lawn. I can't believe this tonight. Now, I'm being put to the test tonight for sure. Who mows well, the lawn at 730 at night? <laughs> you, you, you can I don't believe it. this. I can handle it. I just I feel bad for my listeners in case they hear the mower going here because our houses are so close. <laughs> it's hard to talk over it. It's like, okay, enough, okay? 
stop. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else you want to add, Betty? Because I'm just waiting. Like I said, we're waiting on Connie. Um, if anybody in the chat room wants to ask some questions, feel free to type. Yeah. Um, just, because I can see it. about Joe or John, I don't know. Does anybody have a Joe or John in the chat room that is on the other side that maybe is trying to connect with you? So let's see if anybody has anything to say. I don't see anybody typing right now. Oh, yeah, somebody is typing right now. Um, somebody has lo- somebody logged in. Somebody else has just logged in. Anybody in our chat room, do you have a Joe or a John from the other side? Um, let's see. Somebody just says, I can't hear the mower. Well, I'm glad you can. I do. <laughs> I'm glad my listeners are not hearing it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and no Joes or Johns, huh? Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm not picking anything up. It's kind of like a slow night here, you know? Um, Let's see, let's see. Yep, yep. Connie should be joining us shortly. She said around 7.30. So let's see when she joins in. I'm going to check something to say, let's see. Um, oh, gosh. What is she doing? I. You know what? Connie must be on the wrong thing, let's see. Um, hold on Why one second. I'm going to. Why computer I can't type regularly. Uh-huh. Hold on now. I'm going to try to type with her on the screen. Okay. I, I don't know if she's on the wrong number. Uh, hold on one second here, everybody. Sorry about that. Because it does screw up with my show sometimes, but it was screwed up before the show. Yeah. yeah let me give her the proper number because you know what the um, the number was given out wrong today earlier, so maybe she's calling into the wrong number. Uh, Hold on. Let me just give it to her again. Okay, because I have to type, like, one thing at a time doing it on the screen. That's why I'm not typing tonight. Okay, she says it's saying the show hasn't started yet. Uh, We're on now. We're talking. (laughs) Okay, she's calling in now. Okay, she's calling in now. So Connie's coming, and she's going to tell us her story, which is very interesting. Good thing I went there, huh? i got to bring this stupid yeah. board down because I can't see my regular board. This is crazy. Oh, my gosh. I have static in my bedroom on this phone for some reason. Really? Hmm. Yeah, like you said, electric, you know. It could be. You know, a lot of times when you're intuitive, too, we have such high vibrations, uh, stuff like yeah. that happens. Any other room I go into, it's fine. It's just really? Is, is it a, a cell phone or is it a landline? The landline, the home phone, yeah. Wow. Well, let's see. I'm waiting for her to call in. I even had problems calling into my own show tonight. It hung up on me and I had wow. to call back. Yeah. Unless it's stopping something, stopping Connie from coming on. <laughs> um, you know what? I have somebody else here wanting to ask questions. So while we're waiting for Connie to come on, uh, some people said hello. Hi from Gigi. Um, hi from Kalisa. Uh, hello, we can't type in the thing tonight in the chat room, but we're, we're saying hello back to you. So, Betty, I'm going to put you on hold a second, and I'm going to okay. bring this other person with a question on. Hold on. Oh, okay. okay. Hold on. Oh, actually, you know what? She's here. Hold on. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay, she's here. Hello, Connie. Hello. Oh, my God. This has been horrible tonight. My 
board went down. My neighbors mowing lawns and uh, yelling. I, um, people are trying. I tried to call into my own show and couldn't get on. It's been a great night. <laughs> What's going on? A lot of energy here. You got a lot of people on my chat board. I can't type on it tonight. So how are you? You know what? I I told a little bit about you and and Martin. It will, is Martin going to be able to join us tonight or or not? As far as I know, I'm not seeing he's able to. Okay, because right he could have skyped us from from where he is. Yeah. But you know, we had a couple weird occurrences because um, somebody had called in, I think, from California, and somebody else from some other place. I can't remember now. And I heard like a guy talking, and somebody in the background that knows you said it sounded like Martin's voice. You know, it was weird, but but <laughs> it was nobody else on the line. You know. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, listen. Let's t- let's talk about you and what you're doing, and let you let me hear it in your own words, Connie. What life's been like and where you're going with it from here. Okay. Oh, let's see. How many? How much time do I have here? <laughs> we got an hour and a half, so just go for okay. it, baby. <laughs> Can't be any worse than mine. <laughs> All right. Well, as I'm sure you mentioned, I mean, Martin and I, we lost the physical presence of our son in 2007, four months after a leukemia diagnosis. Um, mm-hmm. It was quite shocking. I mean, we took him in for a sore throat, and then he's diagnosed with leukemia. Um, it was quite the journey, which um, I documented in a blog because Martin is from Ireland, and so his whole family mm-hmm. was there. And Martin and I worked for Doreen Virtue for a couple of years, so staffing her angel therapy classes. So I had to keep a blog just everybody abreast of what was going on. And mm-hmm. I am so grateful for the work that we do and Martin being the phenomenal medium that he is. Doreen calls him the Irish John Edward because, mm-hmm. I mean, we already knew that this is not all there is anyway. You know, Prior to, uh, prior to your son's we, death, right? Huh? Prior to your son passing, you, he, he, Martin already yeah. was an oh, intuitive yeah. medium. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, me he's too. been doing this for nearly 20 years. Um, and Andrew, because he was raised in this environment, uh, mm-hmm. well, we had to homeschool him, <laughs> to say the least. Right, right. Uh, uh, and in the hospital, as I had mentioned to you, that my son told me himself that he knew that he was an avatar which Mm -hmm. the definition of an avatar is a bringer of light, a master teacher. So this is Mm -hmm. who my son knew who he was. Right. So that was um, an amazing thing. I mean, Martin had known it for a while because another friend saw that with my son. So going through this journey with Andrew, um, I, of course, when he told me that information, being a mom, is like, well, good, he's going to kick some leukemia ass and he's going to get through this okay. Mm-hmm. And the joke was on me. Um, yeah. But then again, because of what we teach, because of what we know, we knew that there was a bigger picture, and that's when we started, you know, looking for that bigger picture. And we knew, as I told you on my son's poster at his service, I put to be continued, because right. just because our child leaves, especially in these times when they leave here physically, if we're open to it, there is without a doubt. A mm-hmm. new relationship to be formed, and there is a mission together. Well, that's it. That's what happened with me. I, you know, I've had the gift since well, I really at nine, but way before that. Uh, but nine after being sick myself as a child, I knew I was different. Um, got married, uh, you know, and my my book kind of gives my first book gives the description of my 
one chapter, my fairy tale life, you know, the white pup picket friends, the 2.5 kids. Yeah. You know, the whole, it, well, it didn't turn out that way. Had four children, oldest, only daughter, born with cystic fibrosis, died at 28, Mother's Day 2002, and youngest son, born with it also, died at 22, February 2nd, 2011, nine months before their father died. And I got hit with one right after the other. And which I had to learn a new way of thinking, a new way. And and then it brought me to using the gift that I gave me with this plan. And it's brought me to like you, you know, everybody thinks, oh, gosh, I can't talk to her. The drama mama, you know, the the one who lost the kids. I get called that. I, I don't get called Peg. I get called, you know, the one who lost the kids. No, yeah. I have a name. Hello, it's oh, yeah. Peg. And I I do this do this to help others in their journey to be positive, believe it or not. Or come invent because a lot of people don't want to hear them. People need to get the, the, the human side off their chest once in a while too. And I have no problem with that on the show. That's what the show's for. But it's also to bring comfort and for me to help bring your loved ones through because my daughter from the first day she died within hours started sending signs down to her tattoos. To a stereo, to and 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 if you read my book Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug on the Internet uh, on Amazon bestseller, go to it. You'll read it. But while I have you on the phone, Connie, you have a couple books out. Tell them about your books too, and then we'll talk, talk about our journeys a little more. And what we're doing, I know, yeah, and where they can what find I them. Found about the interesting thing is that people I come across because your daughter passed on my son's birthday and my son was born on mother's day and she passed on mother's day on my son's birthday when he was older yeah in 2002. I, I call my show i call my show the synchronicity show and that started with mark ireland when he came on who i happened to have interviewed who lost his son i don't know if you're familiar with mark but his father was the famous uh psychic to the stars richard ireland who i i was glued to the tv as a teenager in the late 60s I had to watch his show instead of hanging out and going out to school dances. When Richard Ireland was on, I had to watch this guy for some reason. My friends were like, what are you, nuts? Come out and hang out. Yeah. And then here I am 40-some years later with this show, sharing a show and an author. I'm an author. He's an author. And now I'm interviewing his son 46 years later. Who would have thunk? They say, you know? I know. But right? it's all part of the plan, and it's all a part. And he's the one who brought about the synchronicities. Like everyone that's come on my show, there's some connection. And I didn't know until you and I connected no. about the birthday and the May 12th, my no. daughter dying May 12th, and the year she died, Mother's Day. That's our synchronicity. Wait, you know? And I'm, I bet you there's. there's m- 22. My son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 22. So the two two twos was a big factor in my life. He, my son was 22 when he died. He died on 2 2. He was two months and two days of 22. And he died at 9 22. And the two two twos were popping long before he was born. It happened back in the seventies. He was born in eighty eight, when my aunt was dying, who I'm my middle name is after. So it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, the, the connections. Uh, you know, people talk about six degrees of separation. That's a bunch of malarkey. It's bull. It's, we're much closer than that. We mm-hmm. we are so connected. So six degrees, my butt. You know, we're all we're all connected. We're all connected. And by the way, I'm the Howard Stern of the radio. I say it like it is, like it'll lump it. So, you know, (laughs) I'm real deal. And Connie, you are too. I like that about you. You know, we're down to earth here. We're down to earth. But that was amazing. We just found this out a few days ago about that synchronicity with us. Yeah, it really is. Now, with my Mm -hmm. book, my first book, I was forced to write in, it was the very end. I wrote it in a month. And because I worked right. for Doreen Virtue for the angel, angel therapy practitioners, I was always active on the board. And, and this Greek, this gay Greek Orthodox priest, posts on the board, Connie Jordan, 
write a book. And I'm like, dude, what did I ever do to you? Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And then everybody got on the bandwagon. Yeah, you need to write a book. I'm like, what am I going to write a book about? Seriously? And Martin's like, yep. you know, write about, and I'm like, uh, no. And then he says, well, write about this. He goes, well, you're a comedian. Write about comedy. I said, yeah. So I'll call it so these two dead guys walk into a bar. I went, ooh. Right, right. <laughs> What's up with the long face? So I no, I know what you're saying. I'm also comical. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. Sorry. I had real ghostwriters. His dad on the other side, his uncle and cousin. So I actually wrote the book in a month, and it's about my life in the paranormal with a with a medium, with a guy who sees dead people in God's waiting room, also known as Mm -hmm. Southwest Florida. So that was my first book, and then my second book is No Regrets: A Journey to Life, Love and Beyond, which is about the journey with our son. And my goal in getting that book out one as we, you and I discussed, is that I knew my son did not come here to fade away. There's no way. Right. He didn't come here no. to just, it's, no, that's not even in nope. my sphere of reference. And I knew he yep. had more to teach. And then also, yep. the beginning of my book, I talk about who my son was younger because I'm very passionate about parents standing up for their kids in the public school system. Quit right. medicating our kids. My son was labeled ADD and learning disabled and ADHD. Mm -hmm. And I like what Doreen Virtue said. ADHD in our world means already dialed into a higher dimension. Yep. I also went through this with my non, my, one of my, I have two living sons and was forced, was forced, was told I had to put this kid on Ridland back in 1970-something, because he was not allowed to attend school, but if, uh, that's the only way he could go to school. So for six months, I, I did this because I was forced to do it until I went to a nutritional psychiatrist into the city and found out he had allergies to orange juice, and I could turn it, orange juice and corn could turn the kid's personality on and off. He had two-dimensional uh-huh. vision, got him off the Ritalin, the vision started working right, he started learning. I mean, they're very intelligent people. There's no uh-huh. ADHD. It's their brains are so yeah. active. I mean, you know, because they're more connected. So I'm, yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, my son understood quantum physics at six years old, and they labeled him learning disabled. It's like, excuse me, you're teaching disabled. My son gets life and how shit works better than you do. You're trying to teach him from an industrial revolutionary age from the 50s. You need to right. wake up and wise up. Because the zombie apocalypse is medicating our kids. Those are the zombies. Yep. Because you're putting yep. our kids on ribbon yep. because they're free thinkers. They come here knowing who they are, and you don't yep. want to hear them. Yep. So yep. We did. Because, because uh, you know, even school. even my, my kids, you know, over the years, my son, my 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 next book, so I have four other books coming out, uh, not done yet, but getting close. And my son um, admitted to me that my daughter came to him three times before he passed, my late daughter who died eight years before him. Before my husband died, my daughter came to him, and my husband was not into this, okay, at all. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because to see somebody who was like my husband, you know, you know, went to Catholic school, and uh, this is a bunch of, oh, yeah. I don't know why you do this, but, you know, but then he calls me one night, and he says, you're not going to believe this. Uh, Meg was just here. And I'm like, okay, this is about maybe three, four months before he passes. We, we had separated, but I was taking care of him. And um, prior, long prior to that. But, uh and it was funny to hear him say, yeah, she was here. I was about ready to fall out of my chair. She pushed me back in the chair and said, Dad, <laughs> you know. And then my yeah. son tells me the same thing, you know. So they were seeing dead people. 
<laughs> you know, and I think a lot of people, especially when they rally, which I am writing about in my other books, I've seen it. I was in the home care field for many years with the elderly, dementia, and Alzheimer patients. I've seen that rally like uh-huh. like there's no tomorrow. The light bulb that gets brighter right before it burns out on this side, you know, that's what I call rally. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and they're so connected. They, My mother started talking right before she died after two years, saying, reaching out and saying the angels are here and saying all kinds of stuff. But I'm like... Okay, this woman was not able to talk for two years. <laughs> you know, how does this happen? Yeah. How does this happen? You know, well, so that's going to be a very interesting chemist. subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Martin's a research chemist, and the first time I went to a psychic in 1987, he thought I was a crazy yank because he was still living in Northern Ireland. And he didn't mm-hmm. believe in any of this stuff, none of it. Oh, and, and, and he was a psychic. Time, wow. He's a, you know, he's a scientist. Right. And... So now, you know, now this is his full-time profession as a professional medium. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's been. Funny. How did he go from um? How did he go from rags to riches, or psychic to from um, uh, a scientist to, to what happened? Your, was, it was prior to your son's death. What happened? Did he wake up one day and just see dead people, or what? No, it was me. Well, see, what, here's the thing: is you, I'm sure you can. I mean, he grew up in Northern Ireland, and he would see spirits back then. And, of course, he mm-hmm. was told, don't talk like that. People will think you're crazy. So he yep. shut it down like so many people do. Well, mm-hmm. his uncle, it's in my first book, his uncle I was very close to. I just had this connection to his uncle, Nova Soulmate. And I know we spent mm-hmm. lifetime together. And I was close to him. And I didn't say things to him when he was going through um, a brain tumor because I was the in-law. And I felt like... You know, I really felt like I should have said stuff, but I didn't. And so I promised myself after he passed at 45 years old, and I had—I was the one who had to give him permission to go. I thought right. I would never negate my gut feeling. I will not my guidance. I will never do that again because mm-hmm. I really felt mm-hmm. there were things I should have said to him that I didn't. So I was right. on the way home. Uh, from the west coast of Florida, I lived on the east coast, and I got the hit, as you know we call it, to take my husband for a psychic photograph. And I didn't right. I thought I promised I'd follow my guidance, so I said, I came home, I told Martin, I said, you're going for a psychic photograph. He goes, why? I said, I don't know, just get in the car. Mm-hmm. And so he went, we both went, mine was kind of dumb, um, but his, he came out first, I said, what he was all pacey and shaky, like when he first came to this country, I said, what, are you going to die? What did he tell you? He said, he yeah. told me I was really psychic. I had guys waiting to work with me. And what the hell was my problem? <laughs> I get people calling me that I don't even know telling me this about me. You don't know how good you are. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know? Well, I've had this dream. 2.30 in the morning, somebody's called. This happened to me two weeks ago. Some guy called me. Somebody was on my show. Knew the, He knew the woman. 2.30 in the morning, he got this, not awakening, but this message from me that he didn't even know me. I get a call on Mother's Day, Okay. And he's like, well, you don't know how powerful you are. I'm like, okay, I'm just Peg. You know, yeah, I'm intuitive, but I'm just Peg. He goes, no, you don't know. You don't know. I'm like, you're scaring me. You know? <laughs> powerful in what way? In what way? I'm just trying to help people, you know? I ain't no different than nobody right. else, you know? Well, Nelson saw it in him and saw that he mm-hmm. had the energy as a healer, as a medium mm-hmm. and a psychic. So Nelson was his first teacher and had him on the accelerated course. I mean, Martin just took off from there. And it was funny. Right. right. He goes, you meet me at this place. He was from South America somewhere. And I will work with you. So 
psych, he loves doing psychic photographs. Nelson does because this is what he taught Martin. So mm-hmm. Martin to be honest, I don't even know what they are. I never, I never heard of them. What is a psychic photograph? He takes a picture of you. It goes through a filter and it prints out, and he reads it. You know, it's just oh. a random filter that printed out. And oh, I never heard of it before. Was. See, you taught me something new. Yeah. Taught me something new. And this is from in the late nineties that Nelson was doing this. And I mean, Mark mm-hmm. came out, and his hair looked like Don King, and it's in all these, you know, pretty colors. <clears throat> you don't right. see your face. It's almost like a negative in color. And so mm-hmm. Nelson said, he goes, this. He goes, this is just a prop. He says, everything's energy. He goes, you can read beer mats, shoelaces, cup of ice. It doesn't matter. And that's mm-hmm. what he taught Martin, is that you're reading right. energy. It doesn't matter what the prop is. And so yep. he, he, he did a baptism by fire with Martin at a psychic fair. He took this girl's photograph, you know, that, and he goes, Martin, you read it. Without, I mean, Martin's like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Martin read her because, you know, he, because, Martin, because Nelson knew he was that psychic that he would just pick he up on the it. energy. And yep, he did. Yep. So that kind of, and Martin was, in, you know, was a computer, you know, web guy. He just did websites mm-hmm. and fixed computers. So that's what yep. he did, and now he's into the. And but he also said that the computers would talk to him. He goes, I don't know how I can fix these computers. They just tell me what's wrong. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. That, well, tell him to come fix mine because it's it's hurting right now. <laughs> 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 well, I'm gonna tell you something. You you talk about your Martin being the John Edward. Uh, Doreen Virtue calls him the John Edward of, uh, well, she's in Hawaii, or was. I know of Doreen because I used to do the angel card readings. But um, that's kind of what they call me now, the the Teresa Caputo, the Long Island meeting in Westchester because I live in New York, but Westchester County. I do, I I try to go out and just have fun sometimes, and I'm limited because I have MS, okay? So I don't get out that often, but when I do, I, I turn into Teresa and I start telling people things, and I can't help myself. And I try to shut up, but I can't work. <laughs> Never used to. I used to sit there and go out and have a couple of drinks or whatever and sit there and like, yeah, I knew things, but I wouldn't tell anybody. And, and I'd always sit in the corner because when you're in a place and surrounded by people, you're getting a lot of spirits, you know, and everybody goes, what uh-huh. is it? Well, you shouldn't put baby in the corner like in uh, the movie. <laughs> yeah. I chose to sit there because I wanted to get away from it. But now I'm um, I'm doing Teresa Caputo on people. <laughs> I'm sorry, can't help it. You know, so it's it's crazy. It's just well, once you get flowing, man, you you don't stop. It's like diarrhea. You know, you keep going. You know, <laughs> just keep going with it. You know, so it's it's just right. amazing yeah. how spirit works. It's amazing. It really is. I did it uh, last week. I went out with a, actually a friend of mine named Martin. <laughs> uh, he's my best friend, twenty five years, and we went out for his birthday and uh, May seventh, and went out afterwards and. And uh, I went outside to get a breath of fresh air where we were, and I bump into people I don't even know, and I start saying things to them like, holy cow, <laughs> you know. And they're like, I want more. So we'll call my show. Listen, and what can I tell you, you know. So it's just, yeah, you can't help yourself sometimes. He tells spirit, he goes, I will not just tell people stuff. He said, if you want me to give messages, they mm-hmm. have to ask you. I won't do it. Martin just refuses. And we, really? we were in Laguna and because he, because some people aren't open to it. And Martin's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And right. Well, you know what? I feel kind of, I have to actually tell you, I don't give it to everybody because I can get messages for a lot. I can usually feel somebody I get that needs a message. And the people I gave last week were like, oh my gosh, the guy I'm, I'm seeing the song Starry Starry Nights, Vincent, right? What's his name? Vincent. I start telling him stuff. He goes, tell me more. Tell me more. He was so excited, you know. 
And it's like, pick me, pick me, like I'm a spelling bee as a kid, you know? <laughs> and then I'm looking at his friend girl that he's with, and I'm seeing, you know, one of the wars, and I'm like, oh, my. She goes, oh, my gosh, my my husband. And it was like, but it's funny that, that I can feel the ones that need it. They don't even have to ask. And I try, and I do. I, I For years, I stopped myself from doing it, you know? Now people know that I do it, and but sometimes I just do it, and I don't know them. It's just, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I guess we're all different that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, has yeah. Their, their own style and their own way. And I think with Martin, because he's gotten to a point where he doesn't like to let people know what he does because he does it full time and, like, he's a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. So when we go out, right. they'll be, you know, once they find out, well, what, who do you see around me? What do you see? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I'm well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I tell him to call the show. I hit on my card now. It's like, okay, I just yeah. felt like you need to hear this. If you want any more, it's free. Call him, you know? Yeah, you know, he's not so do. <laughs> the what? I said he's not psychic on demand. Mm hmm, mm hmm. So, anyhow, so now tell me about your abilities. Now, you're also psychic or you're not? You just, uh, you just do the comedy part of it. Tell me about you. No, I, you know, here's the deal is that I've done commercial readings and, uh, but I, when I, I found that when Martin and I were doing this stuff together, third dimensional stuff wasn't getting done. I was getting notices, well, this has been canceled, your car insurance because you didn't pay, like, crap. You know, it's just stuff that makes your life more difficult. And I told, I finally told Martin, I said, okay, here's the deal. You're in that all the time. I said, I can't do this anymore. I said I've got to I've got to focus on the third dimensional stuff, or we're screwed. <laughs> right, right, so right. I wasn't doing it as much because it just got to be too complicated. Because then we're both scrambling trying to figure out. Oh, we missed doing our taxes. Oh, we didn't pay this insurance. Oh, look at all the uh-huh. third dimensional stuff falling around around us. You know that it was falling apart. Right. So right. I quit, and Martin will. Um, say that, you know, oh, I'm really a great reader and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I'll hear, but for me, it's a kind of random. I, I yeah. never know when I'm going to pick up somebody where Martin can tap in right away. And there's other mm-hmm. times it's like, oh, I can feel this person. Oh, you know, I all hear my mm-hmm. son when I least expect it, when I'm not even trying. Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. I try to hear him, I don't. You know, like I was yep. in the kitchen and I was making some, you know, I was cooking or doing something, and we found out we were having a granddaughter, and I was talking to my son, and I said, you know, you know, she's going to fill a, a huge, you know, she's going to fill a tiny part of that void you left behind. I said, she's not going to fill your shoes. And I hear, yeah. I mean, out of the blue, I hear him say, well, Mommy, she'd have to have mad clown feet to fill my shoes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> That's what so I tell I people. Know. I said, you know what? They're, they're all individuals. Yes, we go on. I, my daughter, when she passed, left behind a four and seven year old who are now almost eighteen and twenty one. You know, um, you know, people say, well, you know, go on, you go on for your other kids, your other, yeah, but they're not making mark. Yes, of course, I go on for the others. You know, but they think I sit here all the time boohooing all day long. I don't. Yeah, I have my yeah. sad times. I have my sad moments. We're, we're human yeah. too, for God's sakes. You know. Yeah. And you can't expect any more of us. We we ha- we have that side of us, but we also know that they're okay. We're not. <laughs> for the most part, we're not. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. No, we try to be. Well, we try to be. We keep going. Well, what Martin and I, like I was telling you, we do, we've been doing some readings for grieving parents around the holidays. 
uh, we're like mm-hmm. a secret Santa in this one parent's grief group that are looking for the new relationship. And, you know, I was telling some of the parents, I said, you know, even though what Martin and I do, yes, we have this relationship with our son, I said, we still honor the parent side when it comes up. We're still yep. in a human body. We're still going to have those human emotions. I said, well, let me tell yep. you what. I will still get mad at my son for leaving, even though it was through leukemia or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. I'll, he'll, yep. I'll still have a foot-stomping, name-calling, you know, tirade yep. with him. And, and, they're like, and, I, and they're like, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, you can. Like I said, you're not hurting your feelings. They have no ego. Nope. I said, my son, nope. I can feel him laughing at me and patting my wooden head when I have Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do, and they they are there, and they're funny, and people don't realize when they come through. Like we, I, and I've told my listeners before, we don't read ourselves. I have other people read me too, you know, but they come to me um, in many ways, especially around there. I call the angel anniversaries or the you know their death yes. date or whatever you want to call it, and their birthdays. I have video, you know, Connie. I don't know if you've seen. I think I did show you some of my stuff on my my science page. I have videos. I have um, times where I was doing a show around my son's, I think it was his birthday last year, uh, I think it was his birthday, where um, my, uh, um, what the heck was, oh, my washing machine kept, every time I walk in the kitchen, my washing machine would go on, okay, and then off, and on, and off, and I'm like, I go over, turn off, go back on, I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking the human side, control board, but it's a new washer, what the hell's wrong with it, you know? Then one night I'm doing a show, it was going on and off, on and off, I got done with the show, it had been doing it all night. Then as I hung up from the phone from my show, my fax machine started going on and off. Okay, okay. I get up. I go out to bring a plant in from outside, and then my TV turns itself on, and the washing machine goes back on again. He's really funny. He th- and when I get read by other people, he's always pushing my lab. My, they were both loud mouths like me. He's always pushing her to the side and no, let me talk, which is not. She was a bigger mouth than him when she was here. But he, she lets him go with his bad self. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's funny the way they come. It truly is, and, you know, like my son, he turns on the fairy light in his bedroom. I've actually, he showed up on video. He has shown up in pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to be on My Ghost Story with one picture on his third angel anniversary that he showed up over my husband's face, but it wasn't scary enough because apparently people don't want really heartbreak stuff, and, you know, they want scary yep. BS stuff. But it, Exactly. You know, and my son, I mean, I'm telling you, I... I cannot believe my son has had me write a comedy show about losing him. Oh, yeah. I, 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 they, he, but they're funny. They're yeah. funny. Dead people are funny. They are funny. They are well, funny. The uh, did you see my site where my son actually showed up in a picture? It was in a paranormal site that I don't even go to. Something drew me there that day. And this guy was in New Jersey. I've spoken on the show many times. And he goes, I don't believe in this stuff. I don't know what's going on. Just got married. My wife took my picture. And who's this person in my door? It was my son. I sent a picture no, to him Thursday, Thursday, in the glass, in the frame. Yep, yeah, yep. It was my son. So I take crazy. the picture. I take the picture and I show him. And you could see it's my son. I swear to, I swear, God, on the Bible, a stack of Bibles. I, I had nothing to do with that. Then this past summer, this picture comes through. This little girl was in Ireland. My son, my my husband was Irish, but we've never I been to Ireland. That, yeah. My son's been my son's been gone for almost four years. At that point, three. This little girl had the same illness. She's sitting alongside of her bed before she passed. There's a boy in her bed, dead ringer for my son. I, I, you know what? Even though I do this, Connie, I almost, oh, yeah. you know what, myself. 
I saw that, and I put it on the regular my regular site, and his friends were going, oh, isn't that nice? He friended that little girl. I said, wait a minute, back up. <laughs> I said, this was just taken not long ago. It was in Ireland, and way after he died, his friends didn't believe me. And they're going to me, oh, someone's screwing with you. Somebody's po-. No, this was posted in a grieving parent group. It had nothing to do with me. I just saw it. There was no way that somebody sent it to, to, to screw with me or something like that. Like just like the paranormal one, nobody knew that I was in that group. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like no. So people, even when you show them concrete proof, they still don't want to believe you. You know? Now, my, son, I, my I, husband. It's it's funny because, like you say, because my husband, we've seen some really wild stuff through the years. And two months after my son passed, you know, he loved Christmas. And so mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I want to carry on his traditions and this and that. And he always had us get up at 6 a.m. And he told me he wanted us to do it again this year. We did, we did everything like we normally do. And he mm-hmm. told Martin what to get me. He told me what to get Martin. So I decided mm-hmm. to get up right before 6 a.m. I go sit in his recliner, his meditation chair. And I'm right. you know, trying to connect with him. I'm trying to hear him. I hear nothing, you know, because I'm trying mm-hmm. so hard. So I get Martin yep. up, I said, at 6 o'clock, you know he wants us up. We open our presents. It's a half an hour goes by. I walk past his room, and I go, uh, Martin, have you been in Andrew's room? He goes, no. I said, well, then you need to come here right now. Mm-hmm. He goes, what? I said, get over here. I looked yep. in the room, and in the chair I was sitting in, yeah. during birth, you bought him this big, beautiful stuffed dragon while he was in the hospital, and it was behind mm-hmm. his chair on his dresser behind some boxes, hospital boxes still. Right. He was sitting in the middle of his chair. Wow. Wow. I yep, you can't make this stuff up, people. How I, I know I and I were that first Christmas without my son was so amazing. He made yep. it so special. Yep. He really did. Yep. Yep. I've had things where um my son has done such crap. My son has appeared to many people, friends, mm-hmm. friends, parents, yeah. um, neighbors, two neighbors on the same week on yep. different sides of me, and they both told me they didn't even talk to each other. And then um, he appeared to me a couple times, freaked me out. I mean, I, I, like I said, people, it freaks me out, too. You know, it scares me at times. He's done so many crazy things, and they're funny. The funniest story was my son that lives in North Carolina. Uh, when I started the show a year ago in January, his his uh, significant other, they're not married, Dan and him have been together for years, she calls the show, which surprised me, because she's a non-believer in all this, right? Really? She goes, I have to tell you something. Oh, yeah, wait to hear this one. She says she she got out, she's, a, she's an optician or whatever, she gets out late from work, she stops at this new fast food place that just opened, going to get something to eat, and there's a transvestite bar next door. In the middle of the transvestites, as she's trying to back up and she's seeing all these guys hanging out, in the middle of them is my son standing, smiling at her. <laughs> it's on one of my shows. You can go back and listen to it. Now, I had been talking to him that week. She never told me the story before. She goes, well, I just, uh, you know, I said, well, what happened? And she's not one of these people that cry at the drop of a hat. She goes, what happened? She goes, I started to shake. I almost hit the car behind me. I started crying, and I called Donnie, which is my older son. She goes, I don't know what's going on here. I said, were you sure maybe it wasn't? Because my, my son was a real pretty boy. He looked a lot, He would get mistaken for a girl. He was pretty. And I yeah, said, you sure maybe it was somebody that looked like him? She goes, no, because when I looked over, he disappeared right in front of my eyes. It was him. It was him. Yep, so they do. They they are funny. <laughs> they are funny. He, only he would get into the middle of a bunch of transvestites. 
and do something like that. It almost caused her to total the car, you know. I was like, oh, my gosh. I get shocked sometimes, too. People call into my show and tell me stories about my kids. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but I love it. I love it. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Oh, I have and gotten it, such amazing emails from people about my son, and some um, didn't even know us at all. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, it was, one of them was through the Angel Therapy Board. Um, in fact, the month that he passed, there was a class. And she says, I got mm-hmm. on the board after he passed. So it was after people were talking about him. And then she says she was in England at a retreat, and she was really mm-hmm. struggling. She was really having a hard time. She couldn't go back into class. So she's in the room having a meltdown, and she said, your son appeared to me. And mm-hmm. she's looking at him and goes, you're Andrew. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're Connie's son. Yes. But you don't mm-hmm. know me. <laughs> and he goes, yes, I do. Yep. And he just told her, he goes, this is not all for nothing. And he gave her some other amazing, beautiful words I don't remember. And she says, mm-hmm. Connie, and this is a, the, the thread I keep getting from all these people. She said, I never felt love like this before. And she said, yep. I can't tell you how amazing I felt to where I could go back into the, my class and finish the weekend. And she goes, I just wow. thought you'd want to know that your son is doing amazing things. And then another one yep. emailed me that followed our journey and said, you know, your son will always show up as he always stands back and is just holding the space. She goes, this time I called him in because she mm-hmm. had a little six-week-old baby that had a reaction to a vaccination. So she says, I right. called in your son. And she goes, oh, dear. She goes, he brought in his posse. And she goes, she goes, I didn't do anything. She goes, I stood back and watched your son and his team work on this little girl. And she goes, I want you to know that this little girl is going to be okay because of your son. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I that mean, is these awesome. These are the kind of emails I get from people and interactions with my son that just it's amazing. tremendously help me focus on who he is and mm-hmm. His, you know, why he had to leave and that there's a bigger picture. And I know Mark oh, yeah. and I are a part of it. Yep. Although, you know, we keep getting whatever roadblocks in the way. But I know that it's all for, you know, this is what I try to teach people that through all the chaos and all mm-hmm. that appears to be everything that's messed up, there is this divine order. We have to be willing to see through all that and be yep. able to see it. Well, that's where we come in, Connie, you know, not just being like intuitive because we know what these other human parents are feeling. Um, and yeah. I think they're more apt to listen to us because we're not just somebody, oh, hi, I'm, I'm so-and-so an intuitive medium. No, I'm an intuitive medium yeah. who is also a grieving parent. Yeah. We know that feeling. We know, uh, like, watching my daughter die Mother's Day and mm-hmm. on Mother's Day and my son taking his last breath, and and we've yep. been there, too. You can't learn that in a book, you know, yep. and you don't learn your intuitive medium, you know, being a intuitive medium in a book either. You know, I, I get a lot of people call my show, well, I'm going to go take a course because I want to be one. Either are or you aren't. You usually, and I tell people, the reason you want to take that course is because there's something usually in you. That's why. It's not, yeah. it's like, I, tell, I, I think last week's show, I tell people, it's like, you know, we can't all paint like uh, that little girl that uh, in, in Russia that, that did the uh, the Parents yeah. for Atheists. Uh, you know, we're not all going to be a painter like her. We're not all going to be, Picasso, you know, we're not going to Picasso or Michelangelo's or, you know, we we all come here with a plan. We all come here with a job. We're not going to be everything. I can't play a violin, you know, my, but my father played with the symphony, you know. 
uh, you know, we all have our job to do. We're not all going to be mediums. You know, I think we're all intuitive. I think we're yeah. all able to get messages. I mean, I see if Absolutely. you belong like I do to the grieving parents groups, we all seem to get messages. The majority of us, you've got to be open to them. You How know, I, I mean, some it? of them. Hmm? How I explain it to people is, you know, it's like someone who can just play the piano naturally. They have a natural yes. gift for it. They can sit at the piano. They can just play. We can all yep. learn how to play the piano. We yep. can all learn how to do that. But yep. some people just have that natural gift and aptitude for it. And for like Martin, exactly. he spirits as a kid. We all, mm-hmm. as spirit having this human experience, we all have that intuitive side. You're, you're thinking about somebody. Somebody calls. The phone rings. You know who it is. We all have yep. those moments. It's just for yep, some yep. people, it's more there in their face than others. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the rest of us have to work on it more is all. Exactly, exactly. I, I can remember as a kid, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 62, so I was a kid a long time ago, and <laughs> still am. But um, I can remember a lot of my friends saying, oh, my gosh, I just had a deja vu or blah, 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 blah. And you know what? You were feeling something back then. And they all would look at me because I think even then, well, some of my friends knew I was a little different. You know, they just, I was the, I was the class clown. I was, I was five years old, the kid back, and it was mean back then. They would put the dunce hat on you because I would clown around in kindergarten. I was a kid always sitting in the corner. <laughs> this is a true story. I was always the clown. I was, huh? I said if they, if they had still done a dunce cap, they probably would have done that to Andrew. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, really. Seriously, they did do that. And it wasn't that I was dumb or anything. It's just that I was always getting into trouble. You know, the mouth or the whatever, whatever. And because I was, I was different. I was different. I was a five-year-old while these kids are taking their naps. And I was a five-year-old with a 25-year-old brain. You know, I was feeling things. I was sensing things. I was, I didn't know I was a kid. I didn't know. I mean, it's not something that I was taught, you know. You get taught right from wrong. I didn't know what it was, you know, when things happened. And I understood things that, you know, the other kids were still wetting their pants. And I'm sitting there, you know, I could probably write a journal at that point about what was going on. You know what I mean? And it was different. It was kind of like we talk about the uh, now the uh, crystal children and what have you. And I was just yeah. on that subject today with a friend of mine that she has a daughter. Now, my another very close friend of mine, she's a book on herself. She's going to be a whole book, how we met. It was, she was connected to both my kids, but even though they were brother and sister. But we've got to be best friends. And she has this one daughter who, when I met, she just turned 14, I think. To look at this girl, you would think she was much older. She just has this way about her. She says she's been like this since she was little. And we were discussing this other girl that was a mutual friend of my late son's that had just had a daughter a few years ago. That baby never looked like a baby to me. It looked like a grown-up from the time it was born, but it has these eyes and it mm-hmm. has that, What is you know, you know what I'm talking about, the crystal children. Absolutely. You know, I think more and more are being born now. Um, you know, we're, we're in a whole different uh, wavelength in, in life now than we used to be, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. There's a lot of these children are being born with major, we all come with purpose, but I mean major purpose, because everything is starting yeah. to speed up, I think. And the, and is our job as adults and as parents and as caregivers mm-hmm. of these children, which is one of right. my passions, is that we need to wake up and support them. Because I'm when Martin and I do our mediumship events, it, it mm-hmm. makes me sad. There was one woman there that she was saying, she goes, Connie, since the last time I saw you, she goes, in the past two weeks, five teenagers have committed suicide. These kids are not 
made to put up with the harshness of this planet. They are here to no. make a difference, mm. and if they're not supported, they're leaving. Yep, yep, yep. So it is our is job. Now with Andrew, now Andrew is the exception. I mean, he just loved it here. I don't get it. I would have absolutely mm-hmm. left before him in a heartbeat. He loved it yep. here. But there's yep. so many kids. But again, I, I don't know if it's being that avatar set and knowing who he was, he just right. knew more than the average person where if there's kids that know stuff, and then they're not being hurt. I mean, again, Andrew was hurt. He had parents that supported him, understood him, let him be who he came here to be. But if mm-hmm. these kids that are not being heard, they're taking themselves out. Yep, yep. And our job as adults, caregivers, parents, whatever, aunts, uncles, grandparents, you have got to listen to these kids. I mean, Martin yep. and I, as Andrew started to get older, <laughs> we're like, oh, he's our teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm oh yeah. I have the attitude. Teach us, sensei. <laughs> you know. That's that's what I say about mine too. Too. I mean, my daughter taught me to be a better mother. I mean, she, as sick as she was, she was an amazing mother to her children. You know, she only had them four and seven years, but she was amazing. And as sick as she, I mean, my children were born with their illness. So at three uh-huh. years old, my daughter was. I was handed a death sentence. I mean, the majority of people with this do not live very long, you know. Uh-huh. Um, we hoped. We did what we could. Um, some are making 40s, 50s now. So we didn't look at it that way. We tried not to treat her any differently. And my son, when he came along and had it too, you, you treat them like, they said, treat them just like any other kid. They, you can't spoil them because they're going to turn into rotten kids. You know what I'm saying? So you treat yeah. them the same. You treat them the same, you know. But they turned out, and they, oh, I'm going to tell you something, they were difficult, <laughs> very difficult, the two of those. We locked horns. It wasn't easy at times with them because they did have a little rough edges at times. But they, the more I look back and the people that looked up to them and they taught me, she taught me to be a better mom, my own daughter. He taught me, I mean, this kid has so many friends and you can go up and down the East Coast, there's stickers. My kid drove race cars with ports in his chest, you know, IVs all the time. And at the end, he was being fed through the veins with TPN because he couldn't really eat anymore. You know, he needed a liver and double lung transplant. She needed both lungs. And he was down at the racetrack at Englishtown racing his car with ports in his chest, sick as he was, 96 pounds soaking wet at 22, you know. And there are stickers all up and down from here to Florida. And you might even see him down there representing the Honda kid who was my son. You know, that's what they called him. You know, but they showed just – and it's not the stickers. It's just what he represented that he didn't let the illness, as sick as he was, stop him from doing what he loved to do, which was racing, you know. He continued the race, what, you know. He continued the race. Andrew, yep. Andrew said, you know, Andrew wasn't ill for that long. It was only just under four months. But he got a break. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I think it, he got six days at home, and then there was a weekend. And, like, do you want to go home? I said, we're not packing this up. So I said to mm-hmm. my friends, do you want to go home and meet up with, you know, see who, what friends you can have? So two right. of his friends were able to meet up with us, and we went to Longhorns, and my daughter waited on them at the bar. And, you know, uh-huh. it's really neat for my son to say, he goes, you know what, Mommy? Corey and CJ asked me how I'm doing. He goes, and then mm-hmm. we moved on. He goes, they made me feel normal. Yeah. They made me feel normal. Yep. Then they went on to talk about regular stuff. They didn't focus on his illness. They didn't yep. tell us, like, how you doing, Andrew? How you feeling? Great. Okay, mm-hmm. now the latest video game. Now what's going on and whatever. And he goes, it was really great to feel normal. Yep, and that's, that's what they want to do. You know? And that's just it. You, I mean, you know. For me, there was a nurse that was really a bitch in the hospital because my son, um, uh, there was a point where we knew we were expecting it. He was going to lose his hair, and it gets painful. So it was mm-hmm. around 1 o'clock in the morning, 
And I had the night shift and I was up all night because I thought it was just too hard to try to fall asleep and wake up and try to take care of him. So I would just stay yep. up. And so he yep. wanted his, he goes, cause he had a process during the day. We told him, we go, Oh honey, you're losing your hair. And he was uh-huh. sad because it was, you know, he was realizing that now he was going to start looking like a cancer patient and yep. he processed it like he does. And it was about one o'clock in the morning. He goes, mommy, I'm all, let's cut my hair. I said, okay. So I went to mm-hmm. a nurse. I said, my son wants me to cut his hair. Oh, you're right. just going to do it because he wants? I said, yes, I am. My son mm-hmm. doesn't ask for a lot. My son was thrown in this, this situation just not even a month ago. Yes, you mm-hmm. are going to find me scissors and a razor, and I'm going to do my son's hair at 1.30 in the morning. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Oh, I went through me? that too. I know. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm like, what my son has got to go through, he's done it through courage and grace. And you say, yep. what? Oh, and you're worried about me cutting his hair. I know, I know. I went through the same thing. My son started losing his because of the malnutrition, and uh, they actually had to put him on the uh, the pro prolactin, whatever it was, the, the chemo stuff they give chemo patients, because basically they were giving him chemo. And, um, uh, you know, they call cystic fibrosis. I got a, people, a lot of people don't realize it's a genetic cancer, okay? Right. And, yeah. um, you know, so he was losing the hair, and, 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 and it bothered him, and, and uh, uh, you know, but you, you do what you have to do, you know? So he always wore his baseball cap. I said, you wear your caps anyhow, so who cares? It'll grow back, you know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. You know, if it did, it did, whatever. It's That's the least of your problems right now, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Much. It seemed to bother other people more. The, 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 what I'm, the message I'm trying to get, it bothered other people more than it bothered him, maybe. You know, it bothered him, but, you know, he he yeah. he, he was more bothered by what other people thought, not what he, you know, from what he was going through, could give a shit, excuse me, could give a crap at that point, you know. <laughs> You know, it's just, uh, it's amazing, the and I, I find that, and that's one of the reasons, like I said, Connie, I do the show, is to give understanding to the general population, too, what it's like for them, what it's like for us, and how to treat us and them, you know, <clears throat> while they're going through it and after, because I still work with other parents that have kids with cystic fibrosis that are living. You know, I have a foundation for them. and But I try to make others understand, educate, and people go, well, how do you educate it? But somebody recently said that to me around Christmas, and it was somebody in the family, which really ticked me off. Well, I don't know. See how you could educate about what it's like to lose a kid. Listen, you're so smart. It's not educating on how to lose one, but how to to relate to them and me. What is wrong with you? Really, are you that dumb? (laughs) For God's sake. I'm like, what is it? And you're still not getting me. What the hell, you know? And I have to say, these are the people that make me laugh. They really make me laugh because how pathetically stupid are they? You know, and yeah, I, well, I don't I like, like they, feeling that way. They like they like the view from inside their colon too much, is how I like to eloquently put it. Yes, well, because they're so anal retentive, anyhow. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they get on, you know, in the Facebooks like, well, you need to just vent on the parents. I said, no, I don't. I want the 1,300 and some people on my main page to see what I, because it's you I'm trying to reach. It's you that I want to treat another grieving mother, because I've been there like a human being again. Instead of walking away from us and acting like we died, because they do that to us. Yeah. A lot of the parents yes. feel Absolutely. like they've died. Yes, we have. The old person has the the the, the you, you you did have a, a kind of death, but I try to educate the general population how to treat us. Don't treat us any different. Um, we'd still like to go out to lunch with you, maybe. 
We don't want you walking on coals. This is what I'm trying to educate about. Don't don't not invite us because your kids are going to be there. You know what I mean? It's like Uh I I just and you know what? And I said the other day I I was ready to give up. I but I I never give up. I'm not a quitter. I was just pissed last week, and I said you know what? I can talk to him blue in the face. Some people just aren't going to get it, you know? They're just not going to get it because they don't understand the journey, you know? They think everything that I say is a pity party. It's not. It's the total opposite. It's trying to get other people to understand. We want to, you want us to keep living? Help us to keep living, okay? You know what I Hold you know her know hand. About Andrew's, Andrew's friends. What? Um, I have, some of them I have, recently I've seen three of them. And Andrew, being homeschooled, he was, and also because of who he was, he was very protective mm-hmm. of his energy. Because I asked him, did you want to go to high school? Because as homeschooling, you can take certain classes. And he goes, no, Mommy, I, I have my friends. That's all I want. He was, he was very protective of his energy. And I loved mm-hmm. his friends because they loved him for who he was. And I love the fact yeah. that when they'll, they'll come over whenever I see them and say, so what's Andrew been up to? I right. love that. What's Andrew been doing? What's he been saying? What's he been doing around here? And they'll ask mm-hmm. me that. What's he been up to? Yep. How's he doing? And yep. because they know we have this relationship with him. Yep. You know, you know it's funny. That's I, I have that too with my son's friends because they he's come to friends. He's come and they'll stop here to see me usually on the special days, but sometimes in between. And it's like, guess what happened to me? I know it was him. You know what I'm saying? So they they yep. his continued story lives through them. To me, they share with me, I share with them, and sometimes we're sitting here and things will happen when we're together. You know, he'll, he'll they'll make their, my daughter and him both make their presence known, you know? And I'll it's like, it's cool. On, I'll have to post huh? on your, your page, I'll have to post on your one page, because I actually have five videos, and three of them my son has shown up. Okay, and, cool, and video cool. Chat, my friend and I are just, I'm in Ireland, and she's in California, and we decide to Skype video chat, and my son shows up. Not yep. only did her did my son show up, her grandbaby showed up that wasn't born till a year later. We got the first sonogram. Wow! Wow! Awesome! Yeah. Awesome! Yeah, I like that. So I like is, that. I mean, to me, I, I, yeah, it's so. You know, when you lose a child, if you choose to move forward, and it's always a choice, it forces you to look beyond what is and the endless mm-hmm. possibilities. Yep. It truly yep. does. I mean, if yep. you're willing to look, it will show you. It can be as hard as it is, and you know how hard it is. It, there mm-hmm. is so many blessings to be had in between the grief. Yep. You know. Yep. In between yep. that. Yeah, we don't take, I mean, just because we can be comical doesn't mean we take the grief. That I tell people that. Come vent on the show. If you're hurting today, come come cry to me. Come cry. Let it out on the show. Let it out. Let it out. Your feelings are okay here. You know, I'm not going to say anything derogatory to you because somebody may be in the new stage of grief or or a different stage that we've gone through. I mean, I've I've had it was just 13 years of May 12th for my daughter. It was just four years for my son. You know, so I got thrown back into like a double four years ago. It, it was like I probably yeah. didn't mourn my daughter till my son died. I mourned her like hell. I mean, it was crazy. It was horrible. But he kept me so busy because it was – I had 38 years of cystic fibrosis between the two of them. That was a way of life for me. Mm. You know, the nebulizers. The, I, I couldn't yep. just lay in bed. I had to get up and sterilize equipment every day. 38 years between two kids. 
Okay, the pills, the enzymes that digest your foods, the extra vitamins because they didn't process, uh, the antibiotics, the IVs, the pick lines. 38 years, it was a way of life. And I got up after my son's funeral, and everybody goes, well, go on with your life. What is my life? From 20, my daughter was born six days before I turned 20 till I was 57 years old, till I knew was cystic fibrosis. I had two well children in between, you know, but I still tried to function. I worked, I had a business, blah, 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 went through everything everybody else would, but I had 38 years of sick kids. They weren't always sick, sick, but they always had a maintenance program, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. at the end, it was pretty horrific, you know, but it was years and years and years, and it was a way of life. And then I got up, and it hit me after my son's funeral, and now I'm feeling the double blow, the true, true depth of mourning. The illness and the way of life. Did I choose? Would I've chose that? No. They say we come with the plan. Did all the meds and everything for all those years? No, I wouldn't have chose that. I don't think it, it was meant to be. I guess. But I didn't know anything else. I didn't have to get up anymore to sterilize equipment. I didn't have to get up to get the pills ready or the IVs ready or the the TPM bags ready and shooting the vitamins at a certain time at night. At the hospitals. It was like everything stopped, and I I didn't know who I was. I really yeah. didn't. Well, that's like with us, you know, even though it was only four months, I finally mm-hmm. got into the routine of living in the hospital and made peace with it. And then yep. the next thing we because Andrew's passing was quite unexpected. He was still still for a stem cell. He had been doing quite well. And then mm-hmm. it's like, then we're home. And I, I'm like, I what? All we've known for the past four months, and it was very, very intense, four mm-hmm. months. And I'm like, yep. and now we're outside the hospital. People don't know what we've been through. I yep. don't even know how to live. All I wanted to do was be back in the hospital because that's where people knew us and what we were going yep. through. Nobody else. Yeah, they the become hospital. your family. Really? Yep. Yeah, no, yeah people knows. would, I would call nobody people, knows. people didn't even call me, I would call them like, he's back in again, he'd be home like two days, back in, down to the Presbyterian again in the city, you know, and and it's like, well, call me, I hope things are better, they're not going to get any better, my kid, unless he gets two lungs and a liver, they ain't going to get no better, and he got so sick at the end, they said, there's no way we can transplant, there's no way, so we knew he was going to die, and people are so, well, don't, don't give up, don't, have you seen him? <laughs> You know, he's totally joined us. Uh, every two days, we're running to the local hospital to take five and a half liters of fluid up his belly because of his liver failing. You know, I mean, come on. You know, people live in this make-believe world because they don't, whether it be four months or 38 years, they don't see that world we lived in, you know. They don't see it. No. They just don't. They don't see it. They don't know that it's a whole different lifestyle, you know, and that, you know, it's just... And then, uh, you know, even though, like for us, I mean... I would rather have been in the hospital with my son than suddenly out of it without him. You know? Exactly. Um, I, I say that all the time, too. I say that. I wouldn't have created a day. I, wouldn't, I don't want, yeah, didn't want to see him suffer. My son hadn't Make given up. He was still willing to you know, fight and everything. So my son right. hadn't given up. If my son wanted to leave and say, okay, this is enough, I would have honored that, but that's not where he was at. That's, he wasn't running right, away. Right. There wasn't none of that. It was, right. I mean, you know, when you're such an intense situation, even though it was a short amount of time for us, mm-hmm. I just was like, how do I come home without my son into an environment where nobody knows what we went through? Yeah, they went mm-hmm. to the hospital and visited, but nobody lived it. Nobody knew but the nurses. Exactly. Well, we you know what? what uh, to be honest with you, nobody was even coming to visit it at all. I was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Plus, at the same time, my husband and son died nine months apart. Um, taking care of both of them, <laughs> both in hospitals, both in IC. It was going back, and three miles apart, 
so I would have to get in a cab because I have MS. I had to get in a cab and go from one ICU to the other. It was crazy, okay? This is a lifestyle lift. But I just I want to say, too, because there are people that have called in here, and I know because I belong to a lot of parents' grieving groups, that have lost kids suddenly. I've also lost two nephews, a 28-year-old last September, and two years ago, um, a 32-year-old no, last September and a 28-year-old to something else. It wasn't a disease. Uh, they died of drug overdose. There's also parents on the line right now that I know their son was killed in a car accident. We don't take away from them either because the bottom line, we've oh all God, lost. No. Oh my God. We all That's lost. Because Martin and I deal with a lot of parents from different, whether it's a car accident. And let me tell you, like I have mm-hmm. a friend that lost her. We met her two months after she lost her daughter in a car accident. And I told her, I said, we're both grieving parents, but we also have different set of grief as well because yep. to lose a kid yep. suddenly – Oh, dear God. Yep. I mean, that's a whole yep. other set of grief. Yeah, well, it's it. It, it really is, that. because I'll tell you, when I went to my first nephew, I was also, and not to cry the blues, but I was also, a um, year after my husband and son died, I lost everything I owned to Hurricane Sandy. I live in New York. So I lost everything, everything. Lived in a hotel for six months. I'm back in my home. Half my home is still not done, okay? So I lost all my memories, okay? So during this time, six weeks after the storm, my nephew dies. Okay, I go to the wake and my niece looks at me and she says to me, you know, at least you had time to prepare. Well, she wasn't thinking. Of course, it hurt. I'm not going to lie. It hurt me because, well, I watched him suffer for years, too. But yet I can't even imagine what she was going through for the sudden death. Exactly, exactly. So we we never put anybody. And I I had somebody come on one of my grieving groups and put that their their child committed suicide. It was worse than watching a child that was dying of a sickness. Please, other grieving parents, don't say that. The bottom line: we've all lost our children, whether it was suddenly or to an illness. It's the bottom line of the loss. No one's worse off. It's different, different, different. I have another friend that lost a child to suicide. That's a whole other set. But let me tell yeah, you what well, the common ground is. Here's the common ground right. that I found every single time, whether it's cancer, whether it's an accident, whether it's suicide. There is mm-hmm. still guilt. Did I make the right decision with the medication? Why didn't I tell? Why didn't I yep. stop my kid from going out? Why did I let my child, you know, there's guilt. So there's a common thread, yep. even though it's different. And we all have yep. our, you know, when you watch your kid fight for your life and lose, fight so hard, and then your mm-hmm. kid is gone suddenly, I mean, it's horrendous, and it's while it's you know hard, you know what I'll, I'm going to tell you some guilt from my side with my son. Two times in that last year, he looked up at me and he says to me, "Why did you have me?" And I looked at him. I'm like, "Because I love you, and you were meant to be here." And then I would tell him, "We're going to get these transplants." And I, I after he died, had the guilt that I made him stay too long. He probably stayed a year longer than he should have. They didn't know how he hung on for that last year. So I still went with that guilt, too, that I made him hang I felt like I well, made Martin, him hang on. Martin was the one that was making the decisions in his care and what to, what what protocol to try, what not to try, what new one to do, what not to do. And when in mm-hmm. the past, Martin was like, well, maybe I should have signed for this one. Maybe I shouldn't have to sign for this one. And Andrew yep. said, stop, 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 Daddy, all of yep. this And that's when he told Martin, you live your life. And he got, actually, actually, what he said at that point was, no regrets, Daddy, no regrets, all of that is, as it should be. And, you, and you know, yep. and honestly, what helps me, and I want every parent who's lost a child out there, it's helped me 
is to know you mm-hmm. really truly can't go before your time. You just can't. Yep. 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 We have exit, we have nexus points and Andrew told us, he goes, Daddy, I could have stayed a little bit longer but I was leaving. He goes, I could have came home and went through the, the transplant and I would have gone in my sleep. Or it would have been mm-hmm. asked, how would you he goes, This was the easiest time for you and mommy for me to leave. Mm-hmm. I was leaving. Yep. And you know yep. what? Yep. He was right. Yeah. Yep. No, it's true. It's like, <clears throat> like I said, you know, I had an uncle when I was, well, when I was younger, and he used to always say, when your time is up, your time is up. Very generalized statement. Now, he liked to drink his Schaefer, so we really didn't listen to him. You know? <laughs> but, but I think back to him, and he was right. When your number's up, Every, your number's up. Simple. Here's Martin, Martin. Here's Martin saying, Every blind squirrel finds a nut. Here's your uncle. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's true. It's true. It's true. You know, and uh, you, you say you hear things out of the mouth of babes, but you hear the things out of the mouth of drunks, too, you know. So, <laughs> but very smart things sometimes. It's very smart things. The what? I said you never shoot the messenger. You know? No. Oh, oh, I tell people that when I do readings on the show because a lot of times because there's so much energy when you've got people on the chat room and I'll get somebody like like I always I refer to the spelling bee as a kid. I was always the one pick me, pick me. You know, it's like I'm saying, well, someone's coming through and everybody's and I'm, whoever I'm reading on. No, 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 got it wrong, got it wrong. I said, well, write it down, write it down, write it down. Now and then I got somebody on the chat room's like, oh my god, you just read me, and I tell people, don't kill the messenger. <laughs> I'm not the one. Yeah. Uh, they're giving me, they're feeding me the info, okay? I'm just their channel or whatever you want to call me. I'm just, I'm the messenger, yeah. okay? Don't kill me. Don't kill me. So I love that. That's my favorite expression, you know? So we're not yeah, always going to get it right because we ain't quite there, you know? But uh, sometimes we're pretty spot on, you know? Exactly. Well, no, and I mean, even as good as Martin is, because here's the deal, and I like the way James Van Frog explained it. Or even John mm-hmm. Edwards. I mean, I know when I'm getting information from spirit, I will be given scenarios, and I'll say, okay, I don't know what this means, but this is what I'm getting, and that person mm-hmm. will get it. And James Van Prague described it as trying to communicate with somebody underwater. Right. You never know how, because, I mean, some spirits are stronger than others. Right, right, you know? right. And so, <clears> I, I call myself the puzzle, puzzle one because we put it together. We put the pieces together, you know. And sometimes I'll get right on the money, you know what I'm saying? But other times I'll get um, the puzzle. You know, it's like, why am I getting this? Or why am I da 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 And it's like, all of a sudden something goes off, and the person's like, oh, my God. And it's such a good validation. You know, because they give me some asinine validations that pff, oh, it, it's you. just crazy. So if you go back and listen to some of my shows, you'll see what I'm talking about. They're like, I'm sitting there like, okay, is this live or is this Merrix? Is this really happening? Because every intuitive, we still question ourselves, too. Come on, you know, we're human. You know, but then I, I've had people contact me a week later and say, oh, my God, uh-huh. I, I just remembered. That's a really good validation. You know what I mean? So people it's kind of cool. After our mediumship event and going, oh, I can validate the John Deere and this, this, and this, and this. It's like, seriously, you couldn't have done that during the event? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> didn't, I, didn't I do something with you where I brought something up and, and then I said something about a rooster or something to you? Was it you? Yes. I was okay, and I said, and then you, you said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I forgot exactly yeah. what it was because you know a lot of times we forget it. But I remember something with a rooster with you. Yeah, because yep. you know you said, "What does a rooster mean to you?" And that's the only thing I can remember. You know, and anybody who might be listening, 
I, it's funny because there's a couple of people that said they were going to listen. They're going to know exactly what that means. Yep. And I came out of the blue with it to you. I said, what's the rooster? Your son's showing me a rooster. And then I said something about the Mustangs. And I was seeing red and blue, but I'm like, pick one peg. And I I kick myself in the ass each time I do that because I wish I had said both. And you said, well, my sister had a red one. His sister had a blue one. And I was seeing the Mustangs, you know. And then you said, well, his sister, was it your sister let him drive one or something? My sister and my daughter each had a Mustang. One had a red one, one had a blue one. I was seeing both red and blue. Yep, yep, and then the rooster thing came up. He popped in with that, and I'm like, okay, okay. I can't remember what the rest of it was about, but then when we went from there, it was we were pretty much on the. It meant something. It was a, it was a, it was a major validation in your life about the rooster, and I forgot what it was, but you know, yeah, I mean, anybody could. The song, the rooster. Oh, that's right, that's right. No, I didn't know that. I, I didn't. I had just met you. I had no idea what your yeah. husband sings or if he was a singer. I'm just, he's showing me a rooster. I'm like, and then, oh, I think I said something about a chicken dance with you, too, didn't I? Oh, was yeah, it the chicken dance? The and you broke your ankle to it? That's right, I forgot about that, yeah, because that was the weekend. Yeah, and then I brought up, and now he's showing me the chicken dance, because my dad used to, my dad played violin. He worked his regular jobs, but he was also an accordion uh, player and a violin player. And my dad, we, that was one of our favorite songs, and I was hearing my dad playing that on the accordion like Lawrence Welk would. So right after I think the rooster thing, I'm like, what's up with the chicken dance with you? And you said, then you said, that's funny, because you broke your ankle or something doing it or something. I sprained my ankle the week that I found out Andrew, I actually sprained my ankle during the chicken dance, and then I found out I was pregnant with Andrew like a few days later. <laughs> yeah, major validation, you know. Not everybody even knows what the hell a chicken dance is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was kind of, I yeah. thought it was cute the way he came through. Well, I like the way he came through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I come out with the goofiest things. But I'll never forget one one lady. Let me just see how much time we have left. Uh, we have 19 minutes left. So we'll we'll see if we maybe can take a caller. Um, but anyhow, to make a long story short, I this one lady asked me to read. She was like desperate, and she lost two kids. And she writes to me. I don't even know her. And she goes, "Can you give me a reading?" And I'm like, "And I do it. I, I, you know, up till now I haven't charged. I do everything free, and I get help from everybody's like, why are you doing this for free? But anyhow, I, I try to help. So I'm helping this lady. I got nothing to lose. So I'm a private message, and I said to her, "Who's Ashley?" She ripped me a new, you know, a new new butt. Yeah. Don't mention that name. That was his former fiance. She makes me sick. I don't want to talk about it. Honey, and that's when I said, don't kill the messenger. It's just a validation. I'm sorry if he said the name. It was a validation. You know, I said, what's the story with Ashley? And she got mad at me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> not good. Not good. But what could I do? You know, I can only give what they get. Like with Martin, I mean, the reason Martin calls it parlor tricks. He's like, yeah, I can give you stuff, like when we do mediumship events. And he says yeah. to me, he goes, this is just to, because people will get, no, nope, that makes no sense. And then he'll come through with something else like bizarre like that. And going, yeah, yep. with you, you need to listen. And he says the reason mm-hmm. why, you know, they come through with obscure references is so you'll listen to the real message. Exactly. Really exactly. Exactly. And and when they come sometimes with such offbeat things, like the rooster, for instance, with you, I didn't know, you know. And I'm like, well, why is he showing me a rooster? And I'm thinking, well, maybe she lives. She's got a barn. Maybe she, I don't know. I, I don't know. And then you started to tell me. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was like, then I feel cool about it. You know what I'm saying? Then I feel comforted. You know. 
and because uh, I'm comforting somebody else with it, you know. So it's it's I like it. It's awesome. It's awesome. So anyhow, we're down to the last uh, fifteen minutes now. Um, you want to take a caller and see if we can add, ask a question of us, or what do you sure. whatever you want to do. All right, this one's been hanging on for a while. Um, actually, they called and they called back in. It's area code five one two. Last three numbers three three eight two. Please tell us just your first name and where you're from, please. Hi, caller. Hello. Can we Hi. hear your first name? Hi. What's your name? Julia from Texas. Hi, Julia from Texas. Um, you have a question for any any either one of us, or you want to add something yeah. to the show? Yeah, I would love to ask a question. So I'm sure. just wondering, like in general, if there's anything. I need to pay attention to or anything I can work on for the um for my soul's growth. Okay. In this lifetime. Well, Connie, what you what, what do you feel about that? Well, I'm not sure just yet. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was a very serious. Have you had losses no, on that's not something, you know. I wasn't in that mood. <laughs> yeah. Our, you know, because our show, like I said before, we're basically about trying to heal people through grief. Um, have you lost anybody close to you? Um, well, I have my mom. She's Your mom? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Were you young when she passed? Or? Uh, I wasn't. No, I wasn't too young. Uh, it was okay. still... Pretty pretty rough, especially towards the end. Um, mm-hmm. She passed away okay. from ovarian cancer. I w- you know what? I wish you hadn't said it because I was just going to tell you I'm that. Sorry. I was never the next. Yeah. You don't feed us the info. I'm sorry. I was just going to. I saw the ovaries. I swear to you, that happened last week with a rose with somebody, and I'm, I could have kicked myself. I was just going to come out. That was the next thing I was going to say. Oh. Uh, I hate that. Uh, and I'm not kidding you. I swear to you. I swear to you. I was seeing this. Um. <laughs> Are you getting anything with her, Con? Yeah. Do you have a vacation or some kind of getaway coming up? Well, I just kind of got back from a little road trip. Uh, I don't have a vacation planned. Okay, but you just came back from one? Yeah, a little bit. I went to see it. Yeah, a little road trip. Okay, so did you go to see somebody that you were interested in? Oh, no. No, it no, no, it was uh, just my my best friend and her family. Hmm. All right, well, I'm picking up some sort of relationship coming in, and I don't know if it's an extension from this little getaway that you went to. Oh. But I, yeah, I don't know. It could be something that happens down the road that it could have extended from something, you know, from this little getaway that you went on, or there's another one coming up, but I just feel like this. Are you in a relationship? I okay. This is funny. It's going to be a funny answer. Energetically, I am. <laughs> if that okay. makes sense, but not. But they don't know it yet. But they don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, before my my friend came on, Betty, and she mentioned the name Joe or John. Does that have any significance with you? Joe or John. Yep. Is there is there music around this guy? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, if there's music around this guy, musician or whatever, it's about letting go and just having positive expectations. 
Letting go and having positive expectations. Yes. Don't try to force things to happen. You need okay. to start working, focusing on your inner power, and that's where you're going to start finding that happiness is when you start tapping into your inner inner power and standing in that. Okay. Now, now also with that, is there something – because, again, this is coming up a couple of times as far as this, you being happy as far as is there something going on with either your parents or kids or I don't is there a struggle somewhere either with your parents or do you have kids I I have a a dog four legged child um no <laughs> yeah no I have a, I'm a teacher so I have about eighteen kids um okay and then yeah, a struggle. The struggle right now for me is uh, my automobile situation. That's kind of kind of a struggle. I mean, I've, it's no. Really I'm really you know. feeling that you have okay because I'm picking up kids around you, and I wasn't sure if you were a parent or there was a parent-child. So there's kids around you. So that must be. So there's something to do around the teaching. And yeah. It could also be him. He has a child. Okay. Well, this all sounds, as far as around the children thing, it's about you being in your, standing in your inner power and doing what you know is right and standing your ground. Okay. Yeah, because you asked about your soul, your soul uh, purpose. Did you, uh, something about your soul's purpose or your soul to open it up more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything that I can do and I can work on for, yeah, for the growth of my soul, my evolution here. This okay, what I'm picking up with that is about, yes, about moving forward fearlessly. So if there's something that's coming up in your path that you're considering, you need to do that as far as whether it's a class or whether it even be like a Qigong class or, or something that gets you in touch with that mind-body-spirit thing. But I also mm-hmm. see that there needs to be some detoxing going on, whether that's physically, whether that's emotionally, I'm not sure. Okay. But there's definitely some detoxing going forward. Because anytime you want to connect as far as to our higher self and our higher consciousness, all of us have had to go through. In fact, I keep getting that message too about I have to detox again, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, come on. <laughs> wow. So I've been getting that message again. And whether, you know, and I'm looking at it going, okay, when you think of detoxing, kind of think about where that, what that means. Because it's, sometimes it's physically, sometimes uh-huh. that, that's emotionally, that, because mm. I do see a lot of happy, really kind of great energy around you. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But if, as far as with this relationship, I'm really I see positive stuff around it, but just because I'd be also getting this message too, because I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. Just let it go and let it happen. Yeah. Okay. Let it go and let it happen. Is you know yep. I'm just giving you you know because that's what I'm kind of seeing with that is that you need to have positive expectations, but in order to have that, you need to let go and quit hanging on so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I I uh, yeah. I've been trying to be very patient. I've been trying, um, and I, like, honestly don't even, I I don't know. I think that, like, energetically he knows, but he's in a different situation. Um, so it's not really honoring for either of us. But right. there hasn't even been any kind of, like, 
we, you know, there's like, there's no, there's no dating. There's no, it's nothing specifically. It's just, it's just, just a lot of wishing, uh, hopeful wish and wishing, right? Wishing and hoping. Well, that's yeah, and I feel, I'm like, yeah, letting it go for now, but there's positive energy around that. So I'm not sure what that means, but I'm just seeing that, yeah, as I was picking up music around this, about letting it go, just letting it go. Because, I mean, I've, I've been in that situation, and, it, you know, it's when the time is right, just let it go. But, I, but yeah. there is mm-hmm. positive stuff around that. Mm-hmm. I still want to invite him to my kids, their pre-K graduation, and it's tomorrow. And it would be so weird if I did, and I know that, but yet I really want to. really want him to be there. Um, <laughs> but well, Is he a parent of one of the children? Is he a parent of one of the kids, the students? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, again, it's the making the invite and just letting it go and letting things happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's but an old old far, saying, que sera, sera, what will be, will be. You know, it's just it, uh, giving yeah. it to the universe. I do Giving it to the universe. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm seeing just this, I don't know what the kid thing is, but there's something about kids. I don't know if it's with your teaching or whatever, but I see great energy around that. But, again, yeah. it has to do with your inner power. Has to be okay. you standing in your inner power, and whatever, as far as your higher consciousness and tapping into that, there is about you moving forward fearlessly, which means you're doing it for yourself, and, okay. you're, and things will come across your path for you to do it for yourself. But there is some detoxing, whether it's physically, emotionally, and and again, when it comes to that, when it comes to tapping into our higher self, which I'm still, you know, it is about that detoxing. Whether you know, it's just getting rid of negative energy, whether it's getting negative thoughts out of our head. This is mm-hmm. that, you know, which I think that's that whole moving forward. Yeah. Definitely some negative thoughts, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I, I no, I think we all we all have them. We all have yeah. them a lot. Okay, we have, like, one more caller who wants to ask a question. Uh, do you, is there anything else you want to ask real quick? Well, I'm going to tell her before she has to leave. I want to tell you, as far as getting your life on track, I you know, and I've been reading this book, and I highly recommend this book. It's called The Slight Edge. Slight Edge? My, Yes, by Jeff Olson. It's a phenomenal book. I've read it once. I'm reading it again because this is how you get what you want, and this is going to help you get what you want. Wow. Okay. 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 Got it. Thank you so much. You're All right, honey. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling in. God bless. Have a good Have night. Good I'll put you back on hold. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Okay. We have another person that's been holding here. Come on, am I muting this? He doesn't want to mute her. <laughs> Hold on. Yep. No, it did. It did. Okay, she's been holding on. Um, I don't know if I picked up on this one before or not. Five eight zero nine one eight zero. Hello, that first name, me. please. Susie, Who's me? My, my brother's name is Joe. Oh, Susie, and your brother's name is Joe, and we were talking about a Joe connection tonight. Okay, Susie, how can we help you? we got about six minutes, so I'm going to give you a couple minutes, and then we're going to talk about uh, real quick some of the things that Connie and Martin's going to be doing in their books again and what have you. So ask a question. What, what, can you, what do you want to know? I was just calling, I was just calling in because um, you, ca- you mentioned that, and I do have a brother who passed away. His name was Joe, so that was it. Okay. Where are you from, uh, Susie? Um. Okay, so Connie's going to know. I'm in South Carolina. Okay. Oh, so she knows her. She knows her. Okay. 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 
So have you obviously talked to her before, Connie? Uh, we yeah. have. Well, it's a long story. It's, it's Yeah, it's a long story. Okay. <laughs> it's like we hadn't talked in quite a long time. <laughs> and then we just... Right. Okay. We were connected at the time. We were connected several years ago at the time Andrew passed away. And then we, you know, I went on and... So we recently reconnected, but I wouldn't have called in except you kept saying, "There's somebody here that has a, a brother or somebody named Joe, yeah, or John, yep. and I have both." So, oh, oh you have both, really? Yeah, because my actually my friend had called in um, that was actually visiting me the other day, and she kept telling me something with a Joe or a John, <laughs> and they're pretty common names, but not everybody has a Joe or a John. And uh, I just saw that on chat room right now with you. And has he connected? I'm sure he's connected with you before, Joe. Uh, he has, and and just recently he um, kind of was letting me know that he's stepped in it as more of a guy. Okay, so. okay. Now she now Connie knows you real quick. I'm seeing something with kennels and dogs, uh, dog shows. Did that mean anything with him or you? Something well, with kennels, it means dogs, with dogs. Me. Okay, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Dog, yeah. well, okay, you have a dog, and what's the story? Oh, I just um, I donate money to um, dog rescues. I have one. I have two dogs, and I was okay. even considering adopting another one. Okay, that's why he's showing me the kennels and the and the the, the dogs and what have you. Okay, that's you know validation, simple validation. I didn't know. You know, but he was showing me. It wasn't just, yeah, anybody can have a dog, but I was actually seeing kennels right. and things of that sort. Not everybody sort, you know? volunteers at the Humane Society, so. No, 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 they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. But I was seeing that. I didn't say, oh, you have a dog. I was seeing kennels, kennels and maybe right. dog shows and stuff like this. Something heavy duty with the pet, you know, with the dogs. So Joe is validating that, obviously. Um, let's see if I'm picking up anything else with him. Well, there's definitely... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, this is uh, okay. a dumb validation as usual, and we don't have much time left. Seeing a cowboy hat, uh, it could be something to do. John Wayne, the Duke, they do stupid things to me. John Wayne, Duke, 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 Duke. That happened not long ago, too. And it, who, who was a big John Wayne fan? Cowboy fan? Something with the cowboys. Something. Well, my dad cowboys. was a big John Wayne fan, but I feel like I'm going to meet somebody from Texas, which would kind of... Um, Oh. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's what he's telling me. Maybe he's validating. Then that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm seeing the lasso and I'm seeing the cowboy hat and I'm thinking the Duke and whatever. You know, I'm seeing a whole like like movie flashing before me. It's wacko. (laughs) (laughs) Don't kill the messenger. Because they knew that they could get through. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm feeling. So anyhow, is there any other questions? Because we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. I just want no, her to. we're fine. Okay, yes. we're down to two minutes. We're all good. Honey, he just wanted okay, to say Sue. hey. So. Nice talking to you. So I'm going to put you back on hold, okay? okay. And just remember, everyone, okay. our shows are archived uh, about within a half an hour, and they're always on. You can always go back and listen. Okay, hold on, honey. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, and we're down to our two minutes. So, again, Connie, it's Connie and Martin Jordan. Uh, Martin wasn't able to attend tonight, but they're a team and husband and wife. And, again, let let them know the names of your books so they can go and find your books and where they can find them. And your show. Well, you have a show. Yeah. Um, we. I think the, the best place is probably comediums.com, C-O-M. 
E D I M U M S dot com. Is that how you spell comedian? Mm. <laughs> I think so. Could me. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm brain dead tonight. <laughs> I had a yeah, rough weekend. Comedians. dot com. That's where we have all our stuff. Is comedians. dot com. Okay, and you can find your books from there and whatever you need to find. Yeah. And 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 now, are you guys doing personal readings still, or what are you doing? We are. I do soul plan readings, and Martin and I, when he's feeling well, um, I will make that announcement. Uh, we do do readings together. I do soul okay. plan readings, which is based on the vibration of your name. It's a whole chart thing that's pretty kind of cool that uh, your soul per- – you know what it is? It's kind of like a peek into your soul contract is what it is. Right, right. That's cool. Well, I just want to let my listeners know, again, I want to thank Connie for being on, wishing Martin her best. Hope he's feeling better. And uh, I'm also an author. I have a bestseller on Amazon called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. Um, We're down to our last minute. I have four more books coming out. I have many pages, so if you go to Facebook, Peggy S. M I M M two M's an E C A N E S I maiden name and a married name. You can go to my page, say you heard me on the radio, I'll direct you to my science page, my poetry page, and some of the other things that I'm doing. So Connie, again, I'd love to have you guys back on. Anytime you're welcome. And awesome. it was a great show. I think we covered a lot and um I'm so glad to get to meet you finally. <laughs> I really am. Yes. It's been great. Yes. It's been great, but we'll we'll talk and uh, um, you yes. know, and like I said, check her out, check her out, and find out what she's about. Okay, so again, this is Peggy S. Emanisi signing off from Signs Your Loved Ones Send Us live show every Tuesday night, seven to nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but the show is worldwide. Available by calling in and by Skype and saying good night. We're down to ten seconds, so thank you all and Connie. Thank you. God bless. Have a great evening. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Night. Bye. <laughs>